Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, here we go. Uh, back at it once again. Uh, 3.16, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Any St. Patrick's Day plans for you? Uh, oh, definitely. I'm going to not take care of all the people who are paying me to take care of them and go to the bar and get ripped. With green beer. I like it. <laughs> With green, nasty-ass beer. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. Uh, just before we started recording, we were talking about an amazing, um, and, th- and this is my dream. Like I'm looking at this text, this screenshot that you sent me, and it's one that I wish was coming from my wife, not your wife. But uh, so I imagine how great you feel. So I'll sort of uh, describe it to our listeners. Uh, Rochelle, Dr. K's wife, who you guys have all uh, heard from in the past, sent him a, a picture while she was in the car listening to Fish Radio on Sirius of Tweezer, always great, from 12697, Auburn Hills, Michigan. Uh, with four, my mind is blown, head exploding emojis underneath that that uh, picture. You write back, oh yeah, epic. Fall 97 tour is known as Fish Destroys America. And she replied with, actually, my heart is beating faster after listening to that. And it finally happened. And this is the thing that I go, holy crap, because we've been there. She said, and it finally happened. I drove around the block so I could finish listening to it. And your response is perfect. There it is. It's now official. You love fish. Uh, so we, this podcast is dedicated to how to get people to like fish and listen to fish. And it's been a very slow burn for you. And it sounds like you're there. So you're gonna have to turn your mission to somebody else. And I'm sure you're already, you already have a list. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's yeah, pretty man. awesome. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't, it's just nice. You know, it's nice that we, it's nice. That it's something that we can share together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, when was the last time you did something like that? Like waited to go into the house or waited to, um, you know, like you had to finish something. Are you able to think of a song where you sat, yeah. with, I've, you know, I've sat in the garage for a few extra minutes while a hairy hood finished before jumping inside and being it officially home. Was, uh, it was last week. And it was just the show that we're going to talk about, the one that was released from uh, the 23rd or the 21st of July. 23rd of July. 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, I do. Um, like, we're just saying how um, if you've got like five minutes left in your drive and Yem starts, you don't listen to the first five minutes, right? You just, you don't even listen. Yeah, I don't listen. So what do you do? Just put on something else? Like it, like. Yep. Okay. Something yep. about fish um or i might go back you know maybe like there was like a, a part that i want to listen to again okay like for a song you know that i uh that that caught my interest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, what do you um, do? listen all the time are you like oh shit i gotta drive around for 25 minutes and then Megan's <laughs> like i don't where the hell were i was driving around like shit's melting down you know at our house because it's two young boys like shit is literally melting down sometimes like I could not, it would not be okay for me to be like, yeah, I went around the block three times to, you know, finish, uh, finish ghost. Yeah. 
Yeah, although that sounds like a lot more fun going inside to what you just described. Um, but I hear you. Yeah, no, you got to get moments, that's for sure. Um, yeah, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely, with, se- with 723.97, I had, I had set aside a dedicated day and time to listen to yeah. that. Yep. You know, so for me, that was Sunday. Um, and uh, wow. Wow, really good show. I mean, it, I I feel like you could you could quite literally take anything out of fall of '97, summer summer of '97, and get and get a great show by today's standards. Um, but that one, and I wrote on my notes here that ghost though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it starts out really slow too, like a really slow ghost, and it, it just it just builds and builds and builds, and um, yeah, really enjoyed that show. Something about Atlanta, right? Like they, you know, they're not for me anyway, not the first uh, city venue area that I think of when it comes to great fish shows, but they, like every Atlanta show that I've listened to, it's been really, really on point and really good. No? I don't think there's, I've, um, I've been listening to a lot of dead and because uh, I'm learning, right? One of the songs that the, the band wants to play is Fire on the Mountain. So I've, I'm just going through a lot of Fire on the Mountains. I'm trying to, to understand and, and to study Jerry's playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is going to be blasphemy, but there's like shows that are just stinkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you said it before. You know, oh my God. But with fish, there's no stinkers, man. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, there's stinkers for a minute. 30 seconds short, but they bring it back, right? They, you know, I, you very rarely hear them 2.0. Okay. There's, there's some spots in 2.0 that are maybe not stinkers, but not what I would, uh, would say is fish at their, at their medium to medium best. Oh, there's some, there's some pretty rocky 2.0, you know, Coventry's pretty rocky. Yeah, that's true. Uh, at, at times, but I mean like the dead, like they're trying here, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and, and it sounds bad. Like, I mean, like, what, what do we, what do we rip on fish for playing farmhouse and, and waiting in the velvet sea? Like, that's a, you know, that's a thing. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And like, yeah, if that's your song, if that's what you like, great. Um, it's one of the great things about fish is the catalog is so deep and so wide that if you, if you, if you're not a huge fan of the one song and, and so what, how many bands do, do people go and see where they're waiting for the two songs that are good and sitting through the other 15 that are right. So, it's crazy, um, you know, so this is kind of like the, this is the, the heels of the destroy America tour, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it, I, I'm interested to, I'm interested in how many people perceived at least at that time that this band kind of came out of nowhere you know, and, and, and started pulling this kind of stuff out in like 97, when in the reality of it is, you know, up to this point, it's been like 15 years mm-hmm. of stuff that we know about, let alone the stuff that happened before, you know, to get, you know, I'm always interested in, in that level of success because people think like it happens overnight for people. We see the end result, you yeah. know, it happens all the time. We're not seeing the journey. We're not seeing, um, playing eight days a week in the bars to 10 people to 15 people. Although I will say one of the things uh, that I'm, that I'm, I'm starting to listen to is Colorado 88 and to listen to the audio in that, and you can hear the size of the crowd is not big at all. And they're giving it everything. They're playing 17 minute curtain width and they're, you know, it's, 
and they sound awesome. Like they sure, hundred percent. I know for that time, you know, for like what level of musicians they were, you know, like. And I think it would be interesting to listen to that, and I'm sure somebody's out there, like a good audio engineer, somebody with a great ear that could listen to Colorado '88 and then fish in 2019 or 2020 and describe how much of the difference in sound is chalked up to the better gear, the better, all of that stuff versus the quality of their the quality of their playing. Cause the, cause the sound is different, but for the most part, the notes and the structure and all that stuff hasn't really changed in all those classic 1.0 songs. They were able to play them then as well as they're able to play them now. But I wonder how much of the better sound now is due to gear and pedals and effects and all the different things that, and, and, and of course, they're better players. You, you put 30 years of consistent, you know, touring and playing, you're going to be better in a lot of ways, but the songs still hold up. Like they were so ahead of their time. It's, it's, it's crazy. Oh, I think, I don't even think now is there, I don't think you, you, I don't even think you can put a timeline around fish. I think it's just something that's going to be timeless, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know, man, it's like listening to Led Zeppelin. Like, that's just a timeless sound. Mm -hmm. You know, there's never a time when you put on that track or when you play it for somebody that's like, this doesn't sound cool. Mm -hmm. Like, whether you like or appreciate, you know, like some sounds are dated. Like, you listen to, like, for example, um, uh, Deep Purple plays like the, like the heavy, they have like an organ. They have someone that plays the yeah. organ. In yeah. heavy, nobody plays the organ in heavy metal music anymore, right? Like that's just not a sound that you hear that often anymore. Yeah. And, it's, and it dates them to the late 70s, early 80s with that yeah. genre, right? But then there's bands that are timeless. The Beatles are timeless. Um, you know, Led Zeppelin's timeless and Fish is timeless. Like it, it's not, you know, it, it's not a sound, at least, I mean, I can't predict the future, but it's not a sound that's going to be uncool anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think although rock isn't um, in the forefront of music now, at least from what I gather, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm so out of touch. Like Oscar nominees got announced today. I don't know how half of the actors. I knew virtually none of the movies. I don't really know. The, the Grammys were, what I think, just this past weekend. And I was reading through, I know a few names, but in terms of music and songs and whatever, and there's like no bands. There's just no bands right now. There's, they're just not a thing. But I think, I think rock is strong enough that, you know, that basic trio or the very minimum of drum, bass, and guitar, there's enough there for it to keep going. But it needs a resurgence. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing new in rock. There's nothing, or that's drawing the attention of a really big mega band. It just doesn't... How much of that do you think is, um, like, due to the culture and the expectation of content? For mm -hmm. example... Mm -hmm. It's really challenging to get musicians together, especially now, to yeah. get musicians together to create content. Yeah, it's true. In order for it to sound good, it takes a lot of time, a lot of skill, versus I'm one person, I can remix somebody's songs by clicking a few buttons, mm -hmm. right? I have a good voice so I can sing over top of these sections that I'm creating. Yeah. And I can put in as much time as I want to put in this and not be dependent on the amount of time you're going to be willing to put in with me to make it as great as I'm willing to make it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I, you know, and it's, that, like, it's better or worse, right? Like I'm not saying that like I prefer, cause I'm a guitar player. I prefer rock music and I prefer that type of stuff, but that's not to say that like, you know, music is, is, is worse now than it was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, no, but I think too, when, if I think about technology and what's evolved and what's accessible, um, 
if I'm a, if I'm a young kid and I, I've got a computer in the house, there's no doubt, you know, it might be easier for me to jump into something that I can, that I can mix and take samples and start to cut and paste and edit and click and develop music that way, rather than guitar, piano, whatever that might be. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if that just the accessibility to that and more and more people being able to use GarageBand and Pro Tools and all those other things to their benefit, that has a lot to do with the type of music that's produced too. Sure. Well, also, like, it, like it, I think this dawned on me. I, maybe we were talking about it, so forgive me if I, like, I'm not giving you credit where credit is due, but like, it just dawned on me that, you know, for guitar players, like the modern release date and the, is YouTube videos and like creating content that way. Yes. It's more than just, I've created this piece of music for you to listen to. Now it's more like, hey, I made this video and part of it's me talking and part of it's funny. And, you know, like that's considered like content nowadays. Like that's how artists, like they're artists. Yeah. Right. It's not like the classic, like for us, it's not like, well, you're an artist, so you create music and then it comes out and I listen to it. No, 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 no. There's other ways to consume this stuff now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. You say that at work, we've been talking a little bit about the generations, um, managing through all the different generations that you work with, right? We would be considered millennials or we're right on that cusp. You're, Excellent. You're, Excellent. Well, I'm an 80 birthday, you're a 79. Millennials technically, according to most research, started in 80 or 81 and Gen X ended in 79, 80. So we're, we're right on that cusp. But we were talking about Gen Zers, and Gen Zers were born '96 and after. So they're starting; they're entering the workforce now, right? They're, um, uh, they're, I guess, what 25, 26, you know, approaching approaching 30. And I'm sure this is true of music and what we're sort of talking about. We we're comparing it to shopping, and um, our generation, the millennial generation, is the biggest online shopping generation because it was the new exciting thing that came out at a time when we were coming into jobs and money and could, you know, wow, we went to the stores with our parents and it became our thing for our, for our generation. The boomers are getting into it more and more now as the technology has become easier and they realize it's safer and all that stuff. But Gen Zers, the younger generation, they're not, they're not married to one shopping type or the other. They're going to, they're going to look at um, shoes across multiple channels, across multiple ways before deciding what kind of shoes they want to get. And they can be influenced by the people they follow on TikTok. And then they're going to go into the store and try on some shoes. They'll see them online. And then when they're looking at Facebook later on that night, they'll buy them from there, right? They're not, so the way that they access the content is much more broad in terms of the channels that they get it from. And I would imagine um, if I was, you know, trying to make it in the music world and all that, you, you'd have to do it that way to appeal to that generation because they're going to look at you on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, on uh, Spotify or whatever it is. And you got to hit them from all angles. Well, that's what uh, some of the more because, I mean, my kids are now at the at the phase where they're following a lot of these guys. Right. So okay. Ari watches a lot of uh, of streamers. Mm like Mr. A game and, and these guys playing video games. Right. And it's crazy. They're like, they're writing music. So they're on Spotify and they have TikTok accounts and they have YouTube stuff. Right. And then, and you're right. They're, they're, per, they're pervading and like, they're doing things that would be considered, you know, I don't know, man, out of like their wheelhouse just to keep people's attention across right. multiple platforms. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see as our kids grow up in this world where it's just always been this way. It's always been, 
the technology's always been there. You've always had this type of accessibility. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's so different. Here's the part that's here's the part that I'm super fascinated by. They're no different than us mm -hmm. in the sense that we're still people. We still consume things, right? For us, it was it wasn't just the the TV. It was the radio, and then it was the magazines, right? So like we just had less. In a way, you know, the only thing that's really changed is we just look online now. Yeah, but the frequency in which you get that stuff is way more is heavily increased. Like, oh, I don't disagree. Right. Like if you subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine, you'd get it every two weeks. If you're online, you go to rollingstone.com every day. There's new content on there every day. And it's so easy. Like we talked about this in the past about the anticipation of waiting for the CD to drop and going to the record store and picking out your CDs and the whole effort and process that went into getting it versus now it's it's a tap it's a click and you can quickly nah don't like this on to the next thing the you know having to absorb it and re it resonate with you isn't as common because there's something else the next video that's loaded in the pane beside the one you're already watching to tease you no click me take me over here um well i mean going going full circle which is why rock music is losing right yeah. Because rock musicians have this fantasy of I'm going to put out this song and it's going to be the be all and end all. Mm. And one of the reasons why, you know, like fish, I mean, in a way, you know, I don't know, man, they don't seem like they're all overly crazy, like technological wizards, you know, like when, when Trey was streaming mm -hmm. on Twitch, he needed his daughter's help. But my point is they're still managing to keep, our attention and to keep us engaged right which yeah. is back in the 90s when it was the tapes and the shows and the culture in a way they were well ahead of their time you know like the dead was in a way they understood more that it was instead of making money off of the show and in creating like this you know this package thing with like a booklet nobody gave two shits about that they just wanted to hear the music and they wanted to have access to all of the music all of the time yeah yeah very forward thinking um i don't know if they it probably wasn't on purpose because there's no way you can predict that this was but they understood human nature was my point yeah 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 it's it's in my world i guess i would almost compare what they did to the relationships that you make with your customers you want to you want to keep them for life and you yeah. would do different things with those people like the ones that you wanted to keep that relationship with and keep them and keep them coming back. You would handle them in a different way and find a way to keep them engaged. So yeah, it's fascinating stuff. And, um, um, you know, and it's fascinating to see some other bands that are able to do the same type of thing. And, uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do next. Like this year, as we sort of said, it, or we haven't really talked about it too much today, but it could be an interesting year. There could be some good stuff in the back half. You could be seeing fish. You might be going to the gorge. It's entirely possible nothing's been announced mike uh, did an interview fairly recently with um base base magazine i forget what it's called and he said in there that it's looking like late late in the year is possible is sort of the only thing he said so it almost seemed like he didn't mention anything about summer which i guess people would read into that means there's going to be no summer but i don't know nothing's to be announced yet but i think there's going to be fish stuff this year for sure hopefully something new right new dinner and a movie gotta be coming soon Gots to be. Gots to be.
Don't they usually announce it? Like, isn't it usually next week? Wouldn't it? Usually right after we record one of these. It's like that hour. Like, ah, crap. We got to wait seven days to talk about it. But yeah, it seems to be, I don't know, based on the calendar around, well, the last time it was on the 23rd. It was the day my little brother died. So uh, it's been three weeks. So I would expect an announcement in the next few days and it'll be on next week sometime or the week after perhaps. Maybe, uh, you know what would be cool is they have their, you know, these official releases. It would be cool if they showed us the video from these official releases. Like the 723.97 show? Yeah. Well, I think, um, yeah, the 1.0 dinner and the movies are overwhelmingly the most, um, they create the most excitement. Let's put it that way, right? That's what people want to see. Well, it's because we've, um, uh, we've heard everything 3.0. Yep. Right? Like we have yep. all of, and 2.0. So we have all of that stuff, yep. right? We have good copies of it and we've listened to it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would, it would be really nice, you know, if like Toronto, you know, some of our shows mm-hmm. like uh, from the, you know, 1.0, cause then, you know, you want good copies of that and you have memories of going there and listening to it. And it's nostalgic. And I don't know, man, like, sure. It's the best. I agree. I'm with you hundred percent. Right. Um, but yeah, new content coming, that's for sure. And uh, fingers, fingers crossed, we'll be seeing them live in person at some point in the next few months. Yeah, we'll see. Um, any guesses for you in terms of where you think they're going to start? There was, a, there was an interesting Reddit thread that I was sort of read through this morning around like predictions of where it's going to be. And the classic New Year's Eve run came up. Well, they'll just wait and postpone all of this year to next year and come back to Madison Square Garden. There was uh, a lot of people uh, voting for uh, Dick's, the Dick's weekend that always um, ends the summer tour or Labor Day weekend. Uh, called it a festival in Florida. <laughs> a bunch of people, no way I'm going to Florida. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, Florida is like the ugly stepchild of the United States, it seems. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but uh, <laughs> from everything that I, you know what I've heard about Florida? About the reason, the reason why they get the crazy label? They have some sort of law where every single um, um, crime and everything that's charged of somebody is released publicly. So if you get charged with, you know, indecent behavior, all of the details of your crime are put out there for people to read. So there's just more of that, um, more information, or I guess more access to what actually happened with all these crimes in most other states. So all the weird, crazy crimes that you hear is because, well, that's what the news can actually see versus most states, you don't get that kind of detail. So maybe that's a thing there. Um, but from a guy who lives in Canada, who uh, I don't really know. Uh, but uh, so some people said maybe a festival in Florida or something like that. What would you like to see? Where would you like to see them open up and come back with? Anywhere. Is yeah. The yeah. Uh, um, realistically, in terms of like the story of it all, what would be like, you know, this venue would make the most sense and be best because of this reason and, and anything like that. Nectars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of like, so you have to think of like what happened, you know, in the, in the, in the past while. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a venue that would make the most sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Would it be, would it be neat to open up with a festival, like a comeback festival? The 4.0? I just don't think that it would be smart. I don't think that it would be smart to do that. Okay. Why? Because, well, I mean, look at, so you have, um, you know, and again, I'm just guessing. So you have like those like memes that people are sharing. Oh, when all this is over, I'm going to be, you know, hugging. And no, you're not going to be because chances are you're still going to be terrified to be around people. 
right? So it just doesn't make sense as much as I would be like, oh yeah, you know, because I feel a certain way about all this, but it, mm-hmm. it, would, it, it wouldn't make sense for them to open up with a festival that's, you know, people on top of people. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, 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 you know, the feeling of, and, and, and the culture is still very scared. Mm-hmm. You know? well, yeah, but there's still a lot that clearly like it's not going on i mean i don't know how how much you're out and about but what i see every day is there's a ton of people that are acting like it's just not even a thing but see here's the thing right it's it's acting people are really inconsistent this is what fascinates me about humans right it's they'll feel a certain way and then they'll act completely different so you don't know sure what it is right everyone's so concerned everybody's so concerned and yet i go into costco and it's like literally people on top of people yeah. So are we really concerned about this? Like, is this really an issue or are we just, you know, fronting that this is an issue? Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, now I'm thinking as, as a band, like, do I really want to be yeah. the first band associated with having a festival that goes horribly wrong? Right. Well, they wouldn't be the first. That's already happened in the past year. Not necessarily one band, but there have been festivals, yeah, yeah. Where, Fair you, enough. you know, super spreader events, but the way that, yeah, the way that Fish controls virtually everything they do and the way they're methodical and well thought out. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That would be something that would be on their radar. Because um, they care, right? They don't want to, they would not want to do something because there are people out there that like are on purpose, like F you, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, and I guess a part, so the thing that I guess that would be different with a tour, let's say you're doing three nights in Madison Square Garden, the difference is you're in a city with hotels, that separation of walls and that other stuff, but you're still in a venue that holds 20,000 people. If you're on the floor, <laughs> and if you're in a seat. <laughs> so, hmm, hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I guess it's, I'm glad I'm not the one. I've always said throughout all of this, when we when this topic comes up, I'm glad I'm not the one making the decisions, right? Because you can't get it right. You're gonna, you're, gonna, you're gonna make some happy. You're gonna piss off a ton of people. Like it's just, lose lose these poor people that have to figure it out and very few are getting it right let's let's be real so anyway that's all i'll say about that so all right man good stuff um fascinating conversation so yeah hopefully uh hopefully a really really good fall 97 fall 98 would be great for dinner and a movie that's what i'm hoping for thumbs up there all right everybody leave a review tell us how you like it or if you don't like it (laughs) have a great week see ya You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TicketToGamehenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.